Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Hi, guys. What you trying to get into? What day is soon? What you trying to do? That's a ringtone right there, Bubba. That's a fire song, by the way. And it now, is a fire I, song. I got to tell you, since I told um, our listeners about it and you uh, reminded you about it, I've been singing it nonstop. It's like... You know how you usually get like a summer hooky song in your head? My summer yeah. hooky song in my head is, What you trying to get into one damn song? That's amazing, because 20 years ago, your summer song was, Turn me inside out so I can speak. Because yeah. you're everywhere, everywhere to, to me. me. <laughs> when I, when I go my eyes. eyes. Michelle Branch knows how many shout outs she gets on this podcast. Yeah, she should know because she's not alone. Oh, 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 oh. I I think Michelle Branch must be aware that how many times over the years I've spoken about her. Do you think Michelle Branch gives two shits about us? Do you yes. think so? Yes, I think Michelle Branch likes any people that are talking about a song she wrote twenty years ago. I hear that, man. I, I love don't know what happened to her. She's she so joined talented. a band. So she, she, I think she got married, had kids, joined a band. That doesn't she, mean she gave up her musical she abilities. She did. She was. She's in a band right now. It's her and another young lady, and they do a they do well, music together. I don't give from, a fuck what they do as long as they cover everywhere wow. to me. They they do very they do uh they're very good. Casey put me onto them because you know how Casey works in music sometimes, yeah. and she put me onto them and was like, "Yo, she's dope. She joined a band." I rocked. I rock out to her on my treble. You know, I've been thinking about putting my uh, my 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 sort of girl pop uh, workout list on the on 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 the web so people can do that get shit. It. Yeah, do that shit. Yeah, because iTunes people, needs that. Yeah, people listen. I can never find a workout playlist that suits my needs. Right. A lot of people clearly agree with you on on rap 
and, and hip hop because if you go on like the standard playlists on iTunes or wherever, they're all like ninety five percent that, and and like hits one is all like stuff I don't listen to. Like Wu Tang, do you don't listen to the Wu Tang? I don't listen to no, I don't listen to Wu Tang. Do you know who? But you know who Method Man is? Yeah, of course he was in Garden State. That's right, base. that's right. But you know he's in. A, you do know that he is in a band. With about twelve yes, people called Wu Tang. I know Wu -Tang. what Wu Tang Clan is. Can you is, name Donald? four other Wu Tang members? There's Wu. There's Tang. <laughs> there's Clan. <laughs> I'm gonna say some names, and you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of them." Of course, old I've dirty heard. bastard. Of course, I've heard of him. He was. He was. Uh, is he? He died, right? Yes, he did. Okay. The RZA. Yeah, I've heard. I can picture him. Dude, the RZA, and we hung out with him one night. Yeah, and you spell it R-Z-A. I know that. Yeah, we hung out at Chateau. He came through and kicked it with us that night. We were hanging. You're not supposed to talk about Chateau on this, actually, so let me Why? take that back. Why? Well, you know, what happens at the Chateau is supposed to stay at the Chateau, right? Yeah, you can't be oh. dropping Chateau things. I hung out with Drake at the Chateau once. You see, look at you, spilling the beans. Okay, go ahead. Who else? RZA? Uh, ODB. Master, right. Method Man. Method Man. Ghostface Killer. Yeah, I've heard of him. I can't picture his face. I can't picture you his Ghostface Killer. You, you God. I don't know you, God. The Jizza. I don't know the Jizza. That's the genius. Okay. Uh, Inspector Deck. There you go. Wow, there's a big band. A lot of people in this band. A lot of people. Oh, yeah, it's a huge band. You really like their music a lot. Are you kidding me? I smoke on the mic like smoking Joe Frazier, the Hellraiser, raising hell with the flavor, terrorizing jams like troops in Pakistan, swinging through your town like your neighborhood Spider-Man, so um, tick-tock, keep ticking. Come on now. You don't know nothing about the Wu-Tang? Okay, I, I came have a question. To, yo, M-E-T-H-O-D, man. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Hey, you, get off my cloud. You don't know me and you don't know my style. You don't know this? No, I have a question though. When you when you have a big like rap supergroup like that, are there they all Hey, dirty baby, I got your money, uh, don't you worry. I said, "Hey." I know that song. Yeah, that's what right, I'm wait, saying. Before you go into another song, I have a question. Do they all take turns like I'm going to rap now. All right, now you're up. You rap now. That kind of thing like 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 they take turns. Well, some of them have like a connection. So, you, you remember Run DMC growing up, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. The Adidas my Adidas, right. Those two had a connection. So when they rapped, they could, uh, when they rhymed, they could bounce off of each other. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's like you and I, how we have a good, uh, how we have good chemistry. Right. Same thing with rappers. Right. And you look for, when you're a rapper, you look for that person that you have chemistry. Drake and Future have really good chemistry together. So they do right. a lot of records together. Right. Um, and so it's the same thing, you know, uh, in, in the Wu-Tang, because it was so big, the Wu is so big. There are little tiny groups within side oh, of the Oh, there's subgroups within the woo. Right. So Ghostface and uh Ghostface and Raekwon the Chef. That's the one I forgot to mention. I should have put Raekwon. He got the best he got probably the best Bill for Cuban Links is probably the best Wu Tang record, in my opinion. It's got okay. so many good songs on it. Anyway, Ghostface and Raekwon do very well together. And on record, they bounce off of each other very right, well okay. so there are uh, uh now who's your favorite if you had to pick one member of the wu-tang clan that's like your favorite r rapper in the group the jizza the genius okay i like him a lot i liked odb a lot i like i like meth method man 
I like I like all of Wu to be honest. Are with they you. still? Uh, are they still like Ghostface tour, got some of the best songs tour, I've ever like, heard in my when, life. When, when the world's normal, do they still tour? I hope so. It's a lot of egos, man. It's a lot of them, man. How do you do that? How do you? That's like, look, the Jackson Five couldn't stay together, and they were brothers. How it's do like you expect you and me, the Wu-Tang Clan to stay together? When we go on the road, uh, eventually touring this show, I feel like your ego is going to soar like an eagle out of control. It depends on if they. You're going to want. You're going to have demands. You're going to yeah. have in your rider. There's going to be all sorts of rules. No right. eye contact. It all depends on how loud they applaud for me. If they applaud for you louder than they <laughs> applaud for me, I feel like I'll fall into a little. You know, I'll I'll, I'll back into a well, little. Well, we're going to have Dan like bring, a little baby. When but we if go they on, applaud for me more than they applaud for you, you're damn right, man. I want my bus to be bigger. Yeah. We're gonna measure up. We're gonna have the same bus. Listen, when Dan, <laughs> we're gonna bring Dan and Joel, and Dan's gonna bring his thunderous applause button. Oh, so, so we'll, we'll so be able to matter. augment whatever the crowd does. We'll be able to augment the audience. You ever look at an award show and the and you hear the applause on an award show, and then you look around and no one's clapping? Yeah, like 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 no one in an award show is paying attention. So they they they'd be, they'd be like a third of them clapping. So they just augment all this. Thunderous applause. Well, that's going to be what Dan is doing for us when we're on tour with this show. So before we before we start the show, yeah. Dan will be like, all right, so I need some thunderous applause from you guys. Okay, everybody. And now I need some laughter. Need some laughter. No, 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 no. And no, he'll get all of the it. tracks. No, he's, no, bro. He's just going to bring it. It'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be a button. He well, has. hell yeah. He's going to be, he's going to bring it. Dan always brings it. Yeah. Dan's going to bring it, dude. He's going to bring it. Of course he brings it. <laughs> we're going to have talking sound about check. The we're going to have, when we go to the venues. I'm talking about the applause. I think we're probably going to play arenas and, um, and we're going <laughs> to, and we're going to need to do sound checks at these arenas. If we play arenas, imagine that. Imagine we go to London. Yeah. And what's the big arena? The O2. The O2. The O2. And we play the O2. Yeah. That would be the best day of my life. I'm going to tell you something right now. London, make it happen. Listen, make it happen. Let's put it out there. Like, let's secret that shit. Listen, I'm sure we're going to be playing like 400 seat theaters. But in reality, let's secret (laughs) it that we sell out the O2 arena for fake doctors, real friends. That would be okay. the best. That would be the best night of my life. Listen, you got to put shit out there. I got you got to put outrageous shit out there and okay. and make it come true. Remember, I told you about the whiteboard. You get a whiteboard and you write the most outrageous shit you want to have happen in your life. Let's and do you it. look at it every single day. Who'd you say did that? Um, well, I have a lot of people in my life who told me to do this, but the the, the 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 anecdote I referenced on the show was uh, I'm friends with John. Uh, Legends manager, and they uh, her name is Ty, and they went to a high school together. And she said when he first started, they got a big whiteboard and they were putting them out. They were like, "Let's be outrageous!" Like I don't know, cover of Time magazine, like this many Grammys. They were like sitting there laughing about the outrageous shit they were putting on this whiteboard. And she turned to me and she said, "Every single thing on that whiteboard happened." And uh, and and she said, "Now I do whiteboards with all my clients, and wow. and like you know." So anyway, it's about manifesting. It's about making shit happen. I have a whiteboard in my bedroom, and I'll, I'll some some things on there are like goals I have, and some things on there are like outrageous. I mean, obviously, we're not going to sell it out to Arena, but I'm saying you can you can choose. yeah no put that shit on the board. It could happen. It happened right. for John Legend, man. The dude's got egot. He got the right. egot. Let's make it happen, dude. Well, maybe we have to bring John Legend if it was like <laughs> <laughs> if we opened for John Legend. Let's do it. Let's call John Legend. Let's... Yeah, man. Listen, the guy's got an egot. Okay, yeah. so put your egot on your board. I believe in it because you look at the board every day, and even in your subconscious brain, 
uh, your mind is going, I'm going to find a way to work on that today. I'm going to make right that call I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to make. I'm going to, you know, some for some people, it's fitness. They're like, you know what? I just looked at that whiteboard and I got to get on the treadmill today. I promise myself. That's what's you up. You know? Dude. I like there's, this. I'm gonna I'm gonna put go. the whiteboard in my in my bedroom. Get a whiteboard. Share it with Casey. I'm gonna be like, baby, let's put the most outrageous yes. things on this board. I'm telling you, listeners, this is the you know Brene Brown, very popular. Uh, this is our Brene Brown moment. This is our self help motivational moment on Fake Doctors, Real Friends. You can make anything happen. Okay, dude, I love this. Yeah, I love this. I love you. I love I that love we did this yes. together, the four yes. of us and yes. our and our listeners. Yeah, what let's are you make wearing? that shit happen. Let's do it. What are you it. wearing? What's this? I have sweatshirt? a sweatshirt on today because oh, my is wife that one is. One of those Bieber things? No, it's Mickey Mouse. You know, I, my my uh, my forty something uh, crisis is uh, is being managed by just getting lots of tattoos. Nice, good for you, man. Really? I was always afraid to get tattoos because my father hated them, and um, when my sister died, I, I got her name uh, in Hebrew on my on my arm, and my father kind of like was okay with that because it was you know meaningful and it was Hebrew, and then. When he passed away, like I realized that so much, even though I was in my 40s, I still was so nervous about what my father would think. Right and on. then I was like, all right, it's time to fucking tattoo the shit out of myself. Right on. So you're going to have a sleeve soon. Well, I don't know about a sleeve, but where do you want your face when I get it? I was thinking my left areola. I was thinking your face for sure. I mean, your What face. if I did you on my pectoralis major and then, no. uh, listen, and then your mouth was open, but then in your mouth was my left areola. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> I prefer you just got my face on your face. Like you took my face and tattooed it on your face. You just had a whole episode about this, no? No, I didn't say on his whole face. Like my face on his cheek. Yeah, Hold I don't on know. now. Wait I don't a second. Know. I don't Wait a second. A, Joelle, Hold it doesn't on, qualify as blackface if I get Donald's face on my face. Joelle, whole like. Can you imagine? All can you, you can see, all you can think of is him painting my face oh my on his well, face. I no, it wouldn't a be face-off text, but like in a tattoo format. Right? No, it would be an outline, <laughs> Joelle. Joelle, it would be an outline. Joelle's like now managing all of our blackface issues. She's like, guys, sounding like that might be blackface. <laughs> hey guys, I got to chime in here. That sounds like it might be blackface. No, Joelle, it would be an outline. It wouldn't be like colored okay. in. It would be it would be a, an outline of Donald's face. Well, I would it's... just want it on your cheek or on your forehead. You know. What By I the mean? way, um, the guy who tattoos me um, told me that. We were talking about all these young kids that are getting tattoos on their face and how ridiculous it is. And he said that he's really surprised that any of these artists are doing it because there's sort of this unwritten code amongst tattoo artists that you would never put a tattoo on a on a young person's face. Right. And and because of, for obvious reasons. And he said um, and and now that there's this f a fad of it happening, he thinks that they're all just doing it for Instagram fame because these kids are often um, you know, uh, famous people. And they, they, they're doing it saying, fuck it, I'm going to get my 15 minutes of, of fame. But, you know, have you seen yeah, these, get the, these young people that are all tattooing the shit out of their faces? Dude, you might not be able to get the money later. You know what I mean? Get the money now if you can. That's that's the that's the YOLO, man. You only live once. You know, So all you would things. tattoo a child's face, Donald? I'm not. First of all, I am not a tattoo artist, so I'll never have to put myself in this situation. But you just told these Second guys all, to YOLO and tattoo someone's face. I'm saying the, the reasoning behind it is this. Dude, do you, you you don't listen? If Scrubs didn't happen, yeah. you don't know what you would have done to make them to make ends meet. If you're acting, if you're acting and directing stuff, 
You know what I mean? You could have gone into a business that you might not be proud of. You, you know might why? be, but you, you know might be an Instagram that? model right now with <laughs> oh your ass in the air and a thong. I know. Talking you know about what? you need know more you followers. Know, I love how these girls, the Instagram influencer people, they took like a little time off for COVID and, and the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement. And now they're all back fucking tushes in the air selling tea. On some yacht in Ibiza. Oh, my God. YOLO. Nobody says YOLO anymore. What do they say these days? I don't know. TikTok dancing. I've been inside so long, I have no idea what the kids are saying. Well, they're all on some old guy's yacht doing a TikTok dance. But you know what? They must have put that shit on a whiteboard. (laughs) Imagine that was on the whiteboard. Imagine that's the whiteboard. What do you want to be? That's their fucking whiteboard. I want to be on a yacht. Having somebody pay for it, making that Instagram money. That's what's up. That's what's right? up. Hey, <laughs> there it is. Go for yours. Listen, that's what I say to everybody and anybody out there who has dreams and they want fame. As long as you don't disrespect nobody or hurt nobody, go for yours, man. Yeah, but if you can, try and go for something that contributes to society in some meaningful way. Sure, you can find yourself later on. You got to, Everybody has something to say. I miss you so much. It hurts. I miss sometimes. you so much more, dude. Sometimes Should we get into the show? Tom Cavanaugh's here today. I'm so excited about this. Count us in, y'all. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, he's got stories that you all should know. So gather around to hear our gather around to hear our script rewatch show with Zach and Don. What a show. What a show we have today, Donald. Mm-hmm. It's a really good episode, and the hilarious Tom Cavanaugh's here. We have so much to say. Let's just get in. Dan, allow him into the room. Here he comes. I haven't seen him in years. I haven't seen him in years. Tom Cavanaugh! Oh! Thunderous Look at applause, Dan. Thunderous applause. Thunderous applause. Look at how handsome he is. Hey. It's like Let looking the in the hair mirror. Grow in. Look at him, man. <laughs> Like looking in the mirror. It's that's that's pandemic. You right got there. the pandemic face going on, huh? Wow, you did get more handsome with age, Tom Cavanaugh. And I, <laughs> and I can say that because people think we look alike. This is true. I can say likewise, my friend. Look at you guys. My goodness How are gracious, you, brother. Oh, I'm so good. So good to see your faces. Holy it's Hannah! Good to see your su- are you living wow. in Canada or do you live in the U.S. still? Well, I live in New York, but I film a show in Canada. And uh, when the pandemic hit, I stuck it up north. Hi, okay. Joelle. I'm I'm Tom, by the way. Hi, Tom. How yeah. are you? Um, uh, nice to meet you in person. That's I listen. I listen. I listen to you guys, so I sort of am familiar oh, with the. You do you know I thing. watch your show, right? You know I watch your show. I, I, I don't know flash. that, but I know you have like 27 children, so I figure maybe in there in that demo somewhere. <laughs> no, but Tom, but no, Tom, no, he's no. not watching it for his kids. He's watching it for I himself. Watch it for me, I love the Flash, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's tremendous. You got a dynamite cast. Great Donald stories. Is, Donald is your target demo, Tom. He watches <laughs> all of this stuff. The what CW, I don't understand the is the CW is a bunch of teenage how does kids Wells, and Donald. How does how did listen, man? Are listen, you fine? Man. Is this the only listen, Wells man. now? Listen, man. Is this the only Wells now? Are you the only Wells? Is this, is this the final Wells? Because the multiverse, it, it, the crisis happened and everything happened. And, you know, there's only, what, like four Earths, five Earths now in the whole Arrowverse. And now Supergirl lives on Earth one with you guys. And I don't know, here's, man. My, my point is, 
My point is, let the man fucking speak, dude. No, no, no. Keep going. He's okay. all worked up, Tommy. You're you're I'm really excited because so I really do up. love the show. I okay, really do love the uh, show. No. All right, I now love let... you and Cisco Ramon together. I love Wells and Cisco Ramon. I love the whole thing. So look, my question is: Are you the only Wells left now that you've gone off and you've become pariah and everything like that? Is this the only Wells there is? Here's what's ridiculous about doing a show, a superhero comic show. I run into people like. Like you and I just, I'm so inferior with my knowledge. I'm like, you know <laughs> yeah. more, you know more than me. And I'm yeah. not exaggerating. I'm not trying to play dumb. I'm like, I understand by listening to you that you have a better grasp of the whole thing than I do. Um, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, as you guys know, when you do a long running television show, if there needs to be another Wells, right. there can be another Wells. That's what's up. I you thought they I were mean? gonna. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing. All right, can you the explain, first... Donald? Donald, first of all, catch your breath, calm okay. down. Okay, you're embarrassing us in front of our guest. Listen, no. man, this is this is exactly what I did to George Lucas, man. This is exactly <laughs> what he I did gets to George too Lucas. High, and he, by the way, when this show's over, he's going to take a nap because he's going to get woozy. He gets very <laughs> amped up, and then he gets woozy. This now, is what this is to all the fans <laughs> out there who were wondering how I geek out when I when I meet or talk to people that do something that I'm like holy shit about. Yeah. This yeah. is it right here. I can't I breathe right now. I know. I'm sweating. I know I have a sweatshirt on, but I'm right. sweating under here. All right, but calm down. Now, for okay. those of you who don't know, Tom is on The Flash, and as I understand it, with these CW superhero shows, you, you bounce around to the other shows in the same universe, right? And That's they correct. All, they're all under the Greg Berlanti umbrella, I'm guessing? Yes, the golden boy of Hollywood that used yes. to be Bill Lawrence is now Greg Berlanti, and right. he has he has a, a 400 shows on the air. Yeah, he's an makes, empire. By the way, and, my very first job, Tom Kevin, well, first lead in the movie was Broken Hearts Club, Greg Berlanti's oh, first movie. Goodness. That's tremendous. And um, and now and 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 he we went to Northwestern together, and uh, he uh, now he's like has the most shows on television of anybody. You and I, when we were talking about doing uh, your podcast, uh, the text that came up right next to that text the last time we talked. Yeah, can I can it? I can I read a text that you? As long said, as it's not like you up, <laughs> it's quite. <laughs> what are you wearing? It's <laughs> quite solid. Yeah, it's like four in the morning and I'm hammered. You up? No, it's what are solid, you wearing? It's solid comedy. <laughs> it's uh, you say. Um, Tell Berlanti I want to do. A cameo as Reverse Flash's brother. I say, done. You say, totally unbilled, though. A surprise. But I'll need special powers. I say, make a list. Power list. Nothing with heavy hammers. That shit is boring. You say, laser eyes, please. I say, those are free. <laughs> that sounds great. So, I feel like it's a yeah. miss. Why did I that never like, fucking happen? I know. I know. I feel like now that Hold we've on. done this and I know that Donald wants to be on board, I feel like now it's just yeah, now, I, now, he, now you're forcing his hand because you're putting it out to the public and I now was gonna, he has to I, hire you. I was we were talking for, about whiteboards and putting manifesting your destiny onto, yeah. onto whiteboards. Yeah. This is on my whiteboard. I'm putting it out there right now. Right. <laughs> I want to call Berlani and I, I had to call him about something else. Um, but I'm going to call Berlani and say, listen, Tom said I could be on the show. Yeah, yeah, because I have that kind of ball. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I spoke to Tom Cavanaugh, and uh, he says, and he'll be like, hang on a second, Tom. Tom. Yeah. Yes, he's like, see. He's, got, he's got so many shows. He's like, Tom, 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 yeah, Tom. He's like, Tom, no, I know who he is. I know who he is. Hang on a second. And I then he, it, call, he calls to his secretary, do we still do Flash? Yeah, okay, we do. We do. <laughs> 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 but by the way, how funny would that be if Donald and I came on? I mean, I don't. I, to be honest, I don't. I don't get breathless about this superhero stuff like Donald. But 
He really loves it. So, but, sorry, I digress. The so point you is- you should do it. And the other thing you should do, Donna, you should figure out, knowing it as you do, you should figure out what the what the role is that you want. Because oh, I know what role stuff, I want. There's yeah, a what bunch, do you want? I, I want Don't say free. mine, don't say mine. I kind of no, like my job, don't say mine. Listen, I'm going to put it out there. Go. You guys kind of op- you guys kind of opened it up when Arrow ended, and I know I'm not sure if you guys are allowed to touch it. You kind of touch on it in Star Girl, but I think Green Lantern needs to be in this. You know what I mean? Oh, Joel just oh. clapped. Joel, Joel is a Joel, Joel is a big wow. uh, fan of this world too. And so there's Joel so said- many, uh, there are so many that are in the Lantern Corps, and I know that you know. And also, size doesn't matter when you're a Lantern. Whoa. You could be tiny, you could yeah. be wide, Earthy. you could be you're right. Come on, man. Anyway, my point is, I think that's one character that would be a lot of fun uh, to play. They, you know, they inter- there's so many people in the DC universe, but if I had a choice and they were willing to do it, I would love to be Green Lantern. All right. And well, I, think that's, I think that's really special and dear to Greg, so I think that's great. You're making this happen. Newsflash. I have a wait, question. So can, wait, hold on. Can the, green, can the Green Lantern be 46? He can be anything. Dude, he can Look be at anything. me. Look, <laughs> I'm playing the reverse Flash. I'm a yellow. I'm wearing a yellow super suit, and right, I'm, I'm, 80, I'm 87, for, Zach. Uh, sorry, Tom. For those of us who don't know, and I'm sure some of our listeners don't know, can you just explain in 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 non superhero terms what reverse Flash means? There, is there a young guy He's who plays the, Flash? Yes, there's a good looking. It's kind of like when we did. Scrubbed like a good-looking, handsome guy is the lead, and then they cast this guy as his brother. Is he a Bill Lawrence had lost a bet somewhere? So basically, a young guy. Tom, Tom when you insult your looks, you insult my looks. So I apologize. You're right. So, so you're, you're a you're, handsome. You look like Brad Pitt to me. When you when you when you came on, I thought we got. I thought we got Tom Cavanaugh. Why is Brad Pitt on the podcast? <laughs> that's what. That's what you thought. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Um, what is the reverse flash for those of us? Who so uh, he's the he's the Joker to the Batman, the Lex Luthor to the You're Superman. The bad guy. He's he's the bad guys. We have a young fellow. Grant Gustin plays the Flash, and the arch enemy is the Reverse Flash. He wears a red suit, and I play the arch enemy, the Reverse Flash. Eobarthon, I wear a yellow suit, and that's kind of it. Are you doing lots of stunts and fighting? And yeah, stuff? yeah. Can you imagine? Dude. It's crazy. You know that bucket list that you have as an as an actor and. You, you want to do this theater, you want to do this show, you want to do something like Scrubs. Yeah. You want the whiteboard! Then, yeah, the whiteboard. Yeah, we, and that, we, started, we started the show, Tom, before you came on talking about uh, just manifesting things by putting on a whiteboard and staring at it. And, it and, was and, weird to be in your green room and not have the speakers going. I'm like, I wonder what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about you. We were talking about manifesting and then you. Well, that's exactly it. That's a great, that's such a great call. This is one of those things I never would have expected to, to do a superhero show. And it's, uh, you know, in terms of a bucket list, it's, it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. You guys look like you have a lot of fun on it. And it you has no end in sight. I mean, show. it has no end in sight. I mean, I just feel like they, the Greg Berlin keeps adding more and more to this, to this world. Right. I, I don't know uh, if they're all, they all must be successful because they all keep going. I honestly, I honestly don't know. I never would have thought. I think when they started a number of years ago, they had uh, an uh, they'd done super. No, what was su- the Superman show? Smallville, and right. then um, and then they did uh, Arrow, and Arrow I think did well. And then, but when we started Flash, you you guys you guys all know how it is. We started Flash, and I said to my wife, "Well, this will be, this will be canceled in seven. Right. So I'll go up to Vancouver from New York, and we'll shoot, and then it'll get canceled because." Even at that time, I had done two shows for Greg, and both of them had, you know, been canceled relatively quickly because that's just how it goes. And so I didn't foresee it 
you know, I just, I never expected to go. And this thing seemed to go. And even when you say there's no end in sight, I still expect that you'll just get the call like, hey, so we're, we're, yeah. we're done. That's you it. just well, never I know. Like, I mean, for, those of like- me, for, the, for those of you not in the entertainment industry, we just, we just never know. You know, you get, you get a show like Scrubs and you're like, okay, this could go f- six episodes and then it goes nine years. Or, yeah. you know, or, or, you know, Donald did this show um, and, and it went a season and I did a show, it went a season. You just, you just have, it's every single time it's a roll of the dice, no matter, you know, no matter how many good ingredients there are, you just never know. Yeah, yeah, and most know, of the time the numbers are it's it's going to get canceled. It's not going to go right. right, especially now more than ever because you know it's there's so much content. How the hell does a something find eyeballs? You know, yeah. and you're on you're on the classic old school n- true network. You know, um, you, you, you guys do 24 episodes a season. Do you know it's what really- it's like to be able to do something like most? I remember, I remember, I did uh, a show called The X's right after uh, Scrubs was right, done. Of course, yeah, we did ten episodes a season. That was it. For an actor, it's like, wait, well, hold on, let's. I want to be. I want to work all year round if I possibly can. It was really weird to work ten episodes and then have all of this time off until you came back and did another ten, or you would do. Or we would do 30 and they would just chop it up into episodes. It was like you never really find you never really find a, a pace Little or a footing. It's like, here. well, how well how long are we going? We're only gonna do 10. 22, you guys seem to, you know, you live in Canada right now. Yeah. That's- <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you is it, Van- is it Vancouver where you shoot? Vancouver, Canada, coniferous jewel of a city. Have you guys been? I have. I love that town too. I think it's a beautiful city. I love it yeah. there. Um, I I was there when the sun was out, and it was uh, yes, magnificent. Sure. Yes. And then I was told that it's not always like that, and I don't know if I would, but if I would like it rainy. It's a, yeah. It's a it's a question of taste. Like when the sun shines, there's no finer place. I, I don't mind the rain, but I think if you were somebody that didn't like rain uh, and preferred like seasons and snow, then this city would not be for you. But it really is, it really is a coniferous jewel of a city. And are you mostly on uh, stages and such, or do you go out and shoot on locations and stuff? It's uh, it's almost follows a pretty regular schedule. We do a lot of stage work early in the week, and then we do all this, the stunt stuff. Uh, you know, it's always, you know, so Thursday, Friday nights, we're going to be, we're going to start at, you know, 5 p.m., and we're going to go all night, and we're going to, like, you know, have the guy run up a building and fight a monster, and then, like, we're going to come back and win. <laughs> so you kind of right. you kind of you kind of have to stay in shape for this thing like you're you're asked to do way more than you expected to do when you started huh right it's a blessing and a curse you know because <laughs> the other thing is too is as you guys know too like i mean I, i'm i'm older than you guys but there's a there, there's a thing where you when you were a, a, a young actor uh, you could be vain but you wouldn't really matter because you're probably going to look fine you know, and then you get a little bit older and then the, your co the people you're acting with, your co-actors are 28, 29, you know, and they're fantastic. And then there's you, you know, and he's, he looks great in the suit. And then you can't really be on the donut diet while you're on the suit. So you kind of have <laughs> right. to keep, keep in, in shape, you know? And so it's... Do you hang out with Jesse L. Martin a lot? Jesse is a legend, as you guys know, coming from theater. He's just... He, he's amazing and he's got this thing sus because he's the captain you know he can he wear, he wear a hat and an overcoat he doesn't have to worry too much about you know like he's just like he's kind of like he runs he basically is the beating heart you know runs the show the, the center of you know reason and uh, you know he, he's uh, he's got a, a, a great job and appreciates it 
So, Tom, um, when Ed, when the show Ed, I want to talk about that. When it came out, I was uh, an unemployed actor, and my mom uh, called me, uh, very, very concerned that I that I that I had gotten a lead in a TV show and not told her uh, because she didn't understand why why I was on billboards all over the country. And um, is that true? That's no, it is. I mean, no, it is. I mean, she, she, she obviously sussed that it was not me, but she was like, there is a young man who's on every billboard in town and he looks a lot like you. And I remember thinking, oh yeah, mom, that's, that's not me. Uh, yeah, I'm still, still trying to get some auditions going. And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, it was really humbling, uh, because I was like that fucking guy who looks exactly like me has a, has a, hit show leading role on NBC now no one's ever gonna hire me by the way Dak Shepard who also looks like us yes. told told me this he was like when I was when I was you know became famous and was all over the place he was like well how is this gonna fuck my career because I look like that guy and that guy's already working and uh, <laughs> so anyway I wanted to talk to you about Ed and, and tell us I imagine that was your big break right I mean you, I know you worked a bunch but that was your first your own show right uh, I, I, for sure. I mean, first off, Dax and you have done quite well for yourselves. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> so is Ray out. Romano, guys. So is Ray Romano. <laughs> yes, it worked out. It worked it out. It did work out. But yeah, I had done, I'm Canadian and um, I had uh, I moved to New York City in, I think, 89 to do uh, Broadway. I, I did like a decade of theater um, and I um, absolutely loved it. Absolutely, 100% loved it. And then I had done um, a small guest spots for literally for 10 years on ABC, NBC. Back then, it was like just the four, right? And um, I'd done a show called uh, Providence. And then, uh, but I had no idea of the profile that you guys enjoyed on Scrubs um, because the shows, a lot of the shows that I had done when they were television shows or series, I'd done a couple of series in Canada, they were Canadian shows. um, And there's no cross-border pollination between the two countries. Um, In other words, you'll shoot a show in Canada and you'll do 10 episodes, but everybody in Canada is watching friends. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so who's watching not, these, who's watching these Canadian shows? Well, it's a, it's different in Canada. The, the, there's a federal mandate for these television shows. So they do them. Um, and uh, some of them are quite, quite good. And there's not a, there's not a mill the way there is behind um the entertainment industry in the States up in Canada. It doesn't, you know, part of the ethos of the country is like, well, let's not get too big for ourselves then, you know? And so, and in the States, it's very much the opposite. Like, let's see how we can build up and how big we can get. And why that, uh, why that ethos is good is that, you know, you, you, if you're working as an actor, you're working largely because you love it because, a lot of the attention, at least back then, now it's different because everything can be found. But back then, you know, you were, you were doing the same stuff we would do on Scrubs that you'd come to set and there's all the, you know, the crew and there's the people and it's, and it's great and you, and you love it. And then you leave set and it's still the exact same experience. It's just that you're not going to Radio City Music Hall and doing the upfronts. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right, right, and right, so, right. But it's nice in a strange way because you understand that, oh, this is, this is what I love to do. And by the time I got Ed, like, you know, 15 years later, it was, I was aware enough that it was that it's still the same experience. And so even though suddenly, like you say, there was like billboards plastered all over the place, I was readily aware that, 
you know, that that was all, that, that can get ripped away and it's semi-superficial. Right. And so I think that was a nice little, I don't know what it would be like to have your face plastered all over the place when you're in your mid-twenties. I think it would be a, I think it would be a tough Fight well, we didn't. We unfortunately grounded. we didn't get a big billboard buy. Right. I don't know Our, why the NBC didn't uh, go. They they certainly went all in. Whoever made the billboard decision for Ed went all in. And by, yes. the, by the time Scrubs came on, they were like, "Dude, remember a few years ago we shot our billboard budget on Ed? We have no billboard <laughs> money." <for Scrubs." laughs> yeah, now, I'm now, so sorry about that because yeah, that's right. why that's why you guys didn't get that big billboard. What was funny is like I remember when the when Scrubs started, how uh, just how much of a splash it made. I'm sure you can remember. And it's not lost on you how like big a deal that that was like that show was so important. It seemed at the time it was bizarre for us because also you know we, we compare it to now you know the, the amount of people watching a single TV show just doesn't happen anymore, especially live, right. um, really even at all, but let alone live when it's airing. So it was a completely different era. The That's true. That would watch at something. our worst, at our worst, TV shows now, if they got our worst numbers, right? Yes, they would be considered hit shows. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, yeah. Now, yeah, now, now wait, Tom. Um, was was Ed written for you, or did you audition? Oh for no, him? no, no, no. They didn't. No, no. That, that was again. That was NBC. They didn't want me um, at all. Like we had to. They went through. I think a year of casting known people, and um, you know. Be- better humans, <laughs> you know, and then well, they went. Uh, they, you know, they, just just so people don't, who aren't in the entertainment industry know, they'll often try and get a, a known star, and, and that's right. And if and that doesn't always work out for whatever reasons, and then they go, okay, well, let's start to read people that aren't famous yet, and which is when this is how people like the two of you. Well, the, the two, yeah, 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 I mean, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's exactly how both I, Tom and I got our parts. Exactly. I was like the third, I think the third round or so of doing it. The only reason I had that job, I remember how um, generous you were at Bill's 40th and it, it um, we, we had the, the party and he was, uh, you know, you were like, you were just so gracious about, because you're clearly incredibly talented and yet you had the wherewithal to say, I owe so much to, to this guy. And I had the same story. There was uh, uh, Rob Burnett and John Beckerman who ran the Late Show with Letterman. Were those were the guys? That, the only reason I got the job is those guys said this is the guy, and and you know they managed to have enough stock that people would listen to them. And without without somebody standing up for you, sometimes you just it just doesn't you know it doesn't go your way. Like, those people are the only reason I I I got that job. Do you know how many odd times you auditioned? I know I auditioned uh, once uh, in Los Angeles, and uh, it—you I, I, know how it is when you're like, "Oh, that that went well." You feel good about it, yeah. but I was also like, "Okay, it was pilot season, and it was like one read during the day, but it felt good." And then, then they uh, called me to uh, to have the the sessions that they do. They have a studio session and network right. session, and um, it was very—it was like—and uh, this is—I uh, I hope this isn't boring. I, I don't mean to no, talk no, about no, my thing, no, but they. We went and we had to do it. It was at CBS at the time, by the way. I don't know if you guys know that show. That was CBS, not NBC. And and CBS ultimately didn't think... <laughs> so they got picked up by CBS and then CBS never aired the show. And then a year later, NBC picked it up, which is weird. So oh we my said, God, that never happens. It never happens. Every time you happens. make a pilot, it's always such a bizarre thing, both when I've been in them or when I've directed them. You put so they put so much money in, they put so much work in, and then a network chooses what they choose. 
And then the discards are like they have like the smell of shit on them. No one will touch them. Right. And it's like it's like what? Someone just spent six million dollars making this pilot. You could look at it and maybe right. recast. Yeah. Maybe you could yeah. recast some things. You exactly. could you could reshoot half of it. Whatever. Why are you throwing it all away? It's so it's always a bizarre waste of money to me it's because so there's all, there's there's diamonds in the rough that no one is. So this situation is very rare that then another network will go. Wait, man, we'll take it. I don't know that it ever happened before with CBS, I think, from what I heard. The only reason that that happened was, again, uh, because Robert and Randall Letterman show, it was because Letterman had such a big, he was such a big paycheck, he was such a big entity at the time. That was the only reason I think that that, that card, if a producer didn't have that card to say, that would probably have never Never happened. But when I went in to, to read, you know, ostensibly the thing was a, a, a comedy with heart. And so, you know, you know, you know how these, it's so funny how these things change. So I went in to read, I was solid and funny in the room and made them laugh. And then normally, okay, the job is yours. This is at the network read. But then somebody, there's, you know, 25 people in the room and somebody starts going, but, but what about this? This I don't like this about him. And then that sort of you know Spirals you see how that happens. Something yeah, and next thing you know, you had it, and then you don't have it. Right. And I remember Rob and John came out, and Rob was he had this real serious face, and he's like, "Look, so they don't know if you can they don't know if you can do straight drama. So uh, even though it was a comedic scene about a guy finding out that his wife is sleeping with a mailman, and." Uh, they're like, you just need to do that scene again and throw out all the comedy and play it like, you know, play it like a Shakespeare tragedy. Wow. So I was like, okay. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. <laughs> and I went in and, and did that and, you know, just completely straight as possible. And they were like, oh, okay, he can, he can do that too. It's so amazing. You got how, the how... exact same speech I got pretty much. Really? You fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. When I <laughs> no, they weren't saying Scrubs. he fucked up. Donald legit fucked up. He, they didn't say he fucked up. They no, said he I didn't to... fuck up. When I auditioned for Scrubs, I got real big in the audition because it was a comedic scene and I got real big and animated. And Bill had to come out and be like, dude, tone <laughs> that shit down. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it's yeah. funny, as you know, like, I think sometimes an executive hears another executive speak and goes, I better weigh in as well. You know? Right. And so suddenly they're like, he's big. Yeah, he's too big. Yeah, he's too big. Suddenly it becomes this right. big uh, thing. And you're like, oh, no. If, 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 actors only, if actors who have yet to be in one of these rooms only knew how oh my how, gosh. How, the, the tightrope you're walking to try and get a fucking role. Yeah. And, oh, and, and, dude. And, and how it just, it just falls on one person being like, I don't, I don't know. know. Right. What if? And then all of a sudden you don't have the part anymore. And you right. had the part for a second. Yeah. Right. I've been in a room and watched somebody destroy it, like kill it, come yeah. in and destroy it. And then someone else come in and do a really good job, but not destroy it. And and I saw, well, the first person, obviously, and one person in the room was like, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they actually look like the part. You know what? You're right. They don't necessarily <sighs> look like the part. And all of this doubt happened. And the person that crushed it, did not get the role, and the person that just did good got the role because there was. I'm getting tense just listening to this. It's I crazy, know. dude. Yeah. It's crazy. I was once I was once working on something, and this girl came in, and uh, she was young. You know, she was like a young Jennifer Garner type. She was really pretty. She was early twenties and super expressive and funny. And I thought that she should get the part. Another girl came in, very very funny. Well, you could have done it too, but but I, I preferred the first girl. I thought she was better. One of the executives goes regarding the first girl, the young Jennifer Garner type. She goes, she's very 
expressive. Should we worry about her wrinkling early? <laughs> oh wow! Now, mind you, this is like a twenty, early twenty-something-year-old girl, and she's very pretty. And um, the not only is that the most ludicrous thing you can ever imagine another human being saying, but in your mind, the show is going to go so many years that that she that her. Her, her wrinkles that come from her being expressive are going to be a problem? I mean, it was the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's appalling. <laughs> it's appalling. <laughs> the other part of it is actors can act, you know? And so yeah. so I don't know how many times like you've done a thing and then like, yeah, the feedback is, yeah, we wanted it a little bigger. It's like, ah. Uh, Say that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But Say that shit. Why did you let me Donald's. do the whole audition? Listen, man, why did you let me do the whole audition? That big, then, if that's the case. Somebody in the room could have said, hey, you know what? I love your choice. You could be diplomatic about it. I loved your choice. Listen, can you tone it down a little bit this time? Right. You know what I mean? That never happens anymore. Dude, I, I do remember, though, back in the day when I was going out for auditions, and it would be like somebody who was from the urban or from the streets and stuff like that, and you'd get the, can you can you spice it up a little, Donald? Oh, really? Can you, can you, yeah. can you add a little something, something can to you, it? Can you... Can you put a little uh, sauce on that? No, is that, how would they say it? Like, what's the worst way that's, someone would say it? That, the, can you spice it up a little bit? Spice it up a yeah. little. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> I had a producer say to me once about a, uh, a script. She goes, you know, she was this old lady. She goes, you know, you could go black with it. And I go, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's just, there's no reason. She goes, you know, they're doing their thing. <laughs> <laughs> she did that just you guys can't see the gesture i mean she sort of rocked back and forth she goes you know they're they're doing their thing oh <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the most awkward things i've ever witnessed in my yeah. life. i go okay yeah. so do you want them to do their thing i got it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god should we get it we have to take a break probably yeah let's and take a break and then we're going to get into the episode. All right, we'll be right back with the Tom Cavanaugh. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? 
A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it your priority. Therapy, personally for me, has helped me a lot focus on my goals. And you've heard me talk about the podcast of the whole idea of whiteboarding and manifesting and, and really getting clear with myself what I want to accomplish in my life and where I want to set my sights. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealFriends. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy... Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> hey, Tom. Uh, so yeah. we always talk about how uh, everybody met Bill and how you came to this show. You wound up doing the show for several seasons. Yeah, lots Dan. of episodes. You must have. You must have been one of our most recurring guest stars. I don't know that, but I can tell you, I was always hugely grateful to get the call. I sort of feel like even being on this podcast is sort of like I've sort of like. I was telling your producers, I've sort of like glommed my way on by like, you know, so that somehow this got put out there. But I also felt that same way about Scrubs. Like, I don't really do Scrubs, but I sort of like piggybacked on the back of their success. And I've been basically a parasite this whole time. And I'm so, so grateful for it because well, people loved you on the show, Tom. Sorry it's to interrupt. It's funny how like, no, no, but it's funny how like when you like Ed isn't anywhere, you can't find it anywhere. Most of the, a lot of stuff that's harder, harder to find. And I would say scrubs is the thing, even though, you know, you guys were, you got all you guys did such a great job. But I did nothing. I still get recognized all the time from I hear people all the time want to say hey little brother or they hey, remember this they remember the bathtub episode they remember this kind of thing and you know it was like 90 years ago and people are still like it's still resonant it's on Comedy Central it's just like it's it's lovely to be associated with your success well people really loved you on the show they really um you know when 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 Donald and I talk about having guests on um a lot of people um asked for the Tom Cavanaugh. <laughs> but um but wait a second, sorry, go back to what Donald asked. How did you come about? How did it come about? Did you know Bill or was it the obvious that people thought oh, he's on NBC, he looks like Zach, that kind of thing? No, I I I think I had been uh friendly with Bill and uh, we weren't we weren't uh friends before. We sort of became friends 
throughout, but we had, you know, had spoken and gotten along. Um, and he, uh, he and his wife had always been like quite, uh, friendly and generous and stuff. And so I think it must've been him saying, Oh, okay. I know Tom, I, I have a, a friendly relationship with him. And so this seems like a, a natural fit because of how we, how we look. I think you run into people and you're like, I would like to work with this person again. You know what I mean? That happens occasionally and it almost yeah. never happens. I think mm -hmm. all your intentions are always great. And yet you're still trying to have a job and survive. And so sometimes it's quite, quite difficult given, you know, it's very difficult to repatriate again. So um, I think, I think maybe we got along and then he was like, oh, this is, a, this could be a nice little one-off, but then it ended up being more well, than that, which is tremendous. Cause you're really good on the show, man. Also, you know, uh, I, I, we talk about this all the time in remembering the shows. This is one of, we talk about it so much that it's become a bingo. It's one of the bingo questions. Like somebody made a bingo uh, sheet and on the bingo sheet, it says they'll talk about at some point, you know, if they talk about uh, not remembering the show, you get a letter, right? And this is mm -hmm. one of those moments because I really didn't remember this episode that much. I knew the first episode I remember you on is when uh, John Ritter passed away, and then mm -hmm. you out of nowhere was like, "Yo, you know what? I'll come in and I'll and I, wait." I'll, was that this one? That's not this one. That's not this one at all. That was okay. another significant one. That was such a again. You know, I think I don't know if you had, because you're there and you have no base of comparison for for you people. You guys were like all your all your all your group was such a welcoming. You know, it's 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 interesting because once you go through you know thirty years of this stuff, it's not always you know it's not always a, a, a group like that. You know, yeah, and I, I obviously concept. don't know all the inside stories and stuff because I would just come in and out. But but being in a place where you felt uh, welcomed mm. and um, in, encouraged and uh, the ideas that that you guys I, I can remember laughing so hard at the stuff you guys would do that wasn't in the script knowing that you would do the stuff verbatim as it was in the script knowing that you would get your blows your chances later and I thought this is incredible like the, this this environment I remember you Zach doing one of I've seen like uh, the actor who played Ross Geller David Schwimmer run into a um, he had an open laundry door and he like hits his head on it and falls over. That's one of the most solid modern day pratfalls. And you did one into a glass door that was like, we were, just, we were just watching, you know, we were sitting by the monitors. And I was like, I remember thinking this, and this is like years ago, I remember thinking this, I could watch him do this all day long. <laughs> Every time you, you didn't get tired of it, you kept doing it. Every time you did it, it was like, seemed like better than the last Well, I wanted like, to get it right. You know, I, I so enjoyed doing the physical comedy and, and I would get, competitive just with myself wanting to be wanting to wanting to make a really good one and and uh you know that was a bit of my that was my sport if you will uh try yeah. trying to be good at it. i remember one time in one of the episodes you jumped out and i just improv monster and uh you know the fun thing about the show as as you were just saying was there was such a a, a vibe of just safety that is this is a safe environment. Go nuts. Do be adventurous. You know, Bill will tell yes. you, you know, obviously do it as written, but he'll tell you if he wants you to bring it down. But I was just watching this, your first episode, and you were making such bold choices and being brave. Which, right, so which is tricky. Which is tricky because, you know, we'd been on the show. We're regulars. We're there all the time. We had, we had kind of built up that comfortableness. 
for a mm. guest star to come on and be like, "All right, I'm going to do a bold character. I'm going to make bold choices." I was really, I was really impressed with you just watching exactly. it back because it's yes. one thing if you do it like on your fifth episode. Here you are; this is your first time on set. You're a guest star of a of a show that's that's really popular, and you you came up with this character that which was nothing like your character on Ed and was just bold and funny. But it was probably a lot to do with, like I say, just being around a place where people are like, hey, have, have fun, enjoy. I, I, I think, I think it, it just bears repeating that your show was such a, such a place where you, you, know, you welcome people to, to do that very thing you're talking about. I remember also being so impressed. Uh, I'm sorry to talk on about it, but it, yeah. just, it just seemed like, I remember season six coming in and doing something. And I remember thinking, I remember watching on different shows I'd done how, you know, people buy into like, well, how, what, what's our place in the universe of television? Like, are we popular? Are we, you know, are we getting enough attention? And, um, and I think you guys probably had, you know, the NBC, why don't they promote us? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah. I remember coming in on season six and watching, you, you had settled into this thing, like, this is us and this is for us. And it was such a smart and intelligent way to understand that life is fleeting, this is fleeting, and so let's just all be for this show. And when you when you come from a different place and you come into that, it, it influenced me for the rest of my career to go, this is really what you want. People who are having yeah. each other's backs, who are for each other, who want to just do this scene right now as best as they can. And what yeah. more is that? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of doing a scene really well, how fucking funny are you stealing the lab coat and going in to attend to a patient? That shit was um, hilarious. Yeah, Mr. Rickles. I laughed out loud. Rickles. All right, look, Rickles. before we my do name, that, my let's, name is Rickles. <laughs> but before we do that, let's get into this uh, recap. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, Tom, uh, every episode, Donald will sum it up. He has 30 seconds. I, I time. Yes, and I know. He, this is and, great. Okay, so Donald, hold on. Getting my stopwatch yep. up. He's been crushing it lately. He gotten a little cocky uh, uh, of late <laughs> uh, and, 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 and ending early, which I don't like. I'd like you to fill your time, Donald. This might go over. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. JD's brother, Dan, comes to visit. He wrecks havoc on all of JD's relationships. JD wishes his brother would just grow up. Turk and Cox are beefing again. This time because both have good arguments on why their departments are better at saving lives. By the act break, JD and Turk are ashamed. Turk of himself, JD of his brother. For Turk, it takes a lesson from an unexpected person for him to regain faith that he's doing his job the right way. For JD, it's him learning and understanding that not all people are built the same. Some people are content with who they are. How far did I go over? It's 36, but you had some fuck-ups, and I think the audience will forgive you. <laughs> Jeez. I-, I thought it was amazing. It's well done. It's well done. I think when you rehearse, I don't think you rehearsed this time. Sometimes I when do. you rehearse. No, when it's does- freaking, we're an hour into the damn show. <laughs> I expected to do this oh, like 30 so you. Well, minutes I, ago. we didn't know that Tom Cavanaugh was going to be so interesting. I so, didn't, listen, I knew Tom so, was going to be this interesting. So you're I saying, thought we were going to get into the show so earlier, So what you're dude. saying is that you rehearsed right before we went on the air, and now you're rusty? And I was rusty. If you give me another chance, I bet it's better. No, I don't want to hear See? it again. See? Good job. You know what? Well, you know what? We'll have Dan um, speed it up a little bit. No, we can't do that. No, we no, have no, to, no, no, no. 36 do seconds. Don't 36. Do that. No. Well done, though. Well done, anyway. Donald. Yes, well anyway. done. That's, that's the episode to remind Tom, we did this as a service to people who want a brief reminder of what the episode was. <clears throat> Smart. Now, 
Tom, uh, Tom comes to visit me. He's been driving a a, a car across the country as a for for three hundred dollars, and uh, he has no fear of Dr. Cox, which is just mind boggling to me. And I'm squirming. I love that. He's, I'm squirming as he meets Cox for the first time and is fucking with Dr. Cox. Yo, that would be the best day of my life if I went to my brother's job <laughs> and he had a boss that was bullying him, and I could freaking and I know that. No matter what, he's going to get bullied anyway. I'm going to fuck some shit up then. How about this? <laughs> oh, word, you're going to mess with my little brother? Now I'm going to mess with you. Yeah. You know, now I remember I would, I would on the day. Right at it. I think I remember on the day, Tom, even being nervous in real life that you were. <laughs> because I was so, you know, Johnny was Johnny, and I w- we, we were versions of our characters, and and we would just play that. Now you came in as an alpha fucking with him. And I think I, I think I recall even on the day being a little uncomfortable. About I think, it, you know I think I Johnny C. didn't like it. And, no, yeah, I'm sure right. he didn't. I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody in that hospital in the real world or on or in the world of the show fucked with him. Right. And he had gotten quite comfortable with that. And now here's someone who looks just like me <laughs> yeah. fucking with him. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that was great. And then, so the let's talk about that Rickles moment. That was pretty fucking funny. That shit was hilarious. I love the fact that the reason why it's going to happen is because he hears Bambi, and you're like, all right, I don't want you to call me Bambi for the rest of my life. I'll let right, you right, wear right. the lab coat. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Wear, wear, yeah. wear the lab coat. Wear the lab yeah. coat. Yeah. And he yeah. walks in, and he goes, and you know, and, 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 and we find out just before he walks in that the guy's going to live and that the surgery was, everything was a success. And the first thing Tom says, Dan says is, it was touch and go for the <laughs> touch and go, go for yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, You gotta we gotta look out for those little rickles. And he goes, like, My, my name last is name Rickles. is Rickles. He's like, the little rickles, the kids, their future. <laughs> and then I go, uh, okay, thank you. And you go, damn it, Bambi. <laughs> Give me a second, Bambi. <laughs> I'm busy. Tough to find a good nurse these days. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so cruel. That shot was really funny, uh, by Michael Spiller when you when you turn around. Oh, we, yeah. I'm always a sucker for the quick turn around. Yes, camera. of course. Hey, damn it, Bambi, give me a second. Yeah, no, exactly damn it, right. Bambi, I'm busy. <laughs> Hilarious. Yes, um, good and stuff. now uh, my nightmare would be my brother coming and flirting with someone that I had feelings for, um, <clears> and let alone also your friend. I mean, this is like always awkward when you have a friend that's like, I don't know if this guy's ever happened to you where like you broke up with someone and then you see your friend starting to like oh, poke around. And you're like, what the fuck? And 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 I just I felt for JD as you as you and Sarah are walking down the hall and flirting and she's yeah, just it's like cruel. laughing. It's awful. It's so fucking mean. It's awful. Yeah. And it's mean. You, by the way, it's mean on both parts. It's mean on. It's mean on. I mean, you guys have a brother. You guys, those two characters had a had a brother competition thing, obviously. But the fact that Elliot was so willing to just like dive in and be yeah. all like giggly, that was so cruel. Yeah, it was mean. It was like, ah, oh, he's so funny. And he's not really that funny, but he was just being kid. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, no, that's okay. You just, uh. and then the idea that, wait, this is actually happening. This is happening? Right. It is happening. You know? But I love, yeah. the, I love the, 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 how he realizes it's happening. Out, out of nowhere, you turn day to night. Yeah. By, flick- yeah. by flicking fam- a switch. The fantasy. That was, funny. that was great. Yeah. That was great. And then they start totally making out. Right. And then and then they pop back to reality. And then in reality, I yell, "Stop your, f- stop your stupid laughing! It makes you look like a whore." 
Right. <laughs> and then you're like, kidding. Just the worst thing you could say. And then, ha. Huh. The way I did it was like vomiting it up. Like I couldn't, I couldn't hold in the yes, rage yeah. any longer. You, you, you spewed it out. Yeah. yeah. Stop your stupid laughing. It makes you look like a oh, whore. Goodness gracious great, sakes. Great alive. jump cut. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that must have been tricky to shoot. We must have done the first part and then come back we did. at night. Yeah. We did. Then we came back at, at night, and Sarah had this idea. We were both chewing gum to like spit the gum out, um, <laughs> you know, and then like you know have the all the one, two, three, four. Were you like, both chewing gum like throughout the whole scene, or would you, you you both you know sometimes when you're an actor, you know you're going to make out with someone, you want to have fresh minty breath. Was it? A, I, was it? I that? think she. I think she. No, I think she added uh, gum later on because there was is one of two things one is like you kiss the person then they have the gum that you had in your mouth right not great or you know pew pew and i think she we realized we could have a we could double down on the comedy moment by spitting our gum up before the pew, pew. we used to have ban- we used to have banaka on set uh not not just for sure i remember you guys had the you guys had the um you also had the, boom, the things boom. that melt in your mouth. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Those uh, give you heartburn. No, I can't They give me heartburn, that. yeah. We, both, both, both Donald and I would have too many, and they would give us heartburn. But um, the, uh, the the old school aerosol spray binaca, which is uh, <clears> my favorite, we started having it just from we had kissing scenes, and we didn't want to have bad breath for our scene partner. But then it became like, you know, we were all friends and all up in each other's faces all day long. We were like, let's make a rule, everybody. We don't have bad breath. And so we would like just be spraying it nonstop. Dude, I That's remember it became how many can you spray in your mouth? And I yeah, used to spray burn his mouth. Sp- oh, no. Like 10 under the tongue just for shits and giggles. That's and then eventually good. our boom operator uh, Velcroed one to the boom. And uh, and we, we called it Boom Naka. Boom and Naka. Be, and we'd be like, Kevin, Boom Naka. And he would just dip the boom down. We'd pull the, the aerosol <laughs> off, off the mic. It was on Velcro. And then and attach it back up. That's grade A right there. That's yeah. some, yeah. That was solid. We thought he, we, we thought he was going to do it for like a day as a joke. It was up there for years. <laughs> <laughs> same, same canister. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, he changed, I hope not. I hope changed not. out. Um, I like when at five twenty four when uh, when Cox goes, "Will people please stop calling me?" Yes, Chief? and then Kelso walks say. by and goes, "Hey, num nuts. Hey, num nuts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's it going, num nuts?" <laughs> 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 he, he, he had another one in there where it was like, I don't have time for pity or something like that. Where, yeah. uh, uh. Right, when he's talking to Johnny Castle. Mm. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down, too. And um, why does – why does well, first of all, when you scare me in the shower, hilarious. That was the first of many scares. We did like 10 – we did 10 – do you remember that? We, I, I, I remember air, bro. I remember I, waiting – Waiting in the thing behind the curtain and like thinking, oh, this maybe this one will do this. Like there was, we had like five or six different ones, and I think the first one was really terrifying for you. I remember that. uh, uh, It's funny. I just put two and two together. That that, that, I guess we bought the clear shower curtain that's in the opening of the show, right? Because wasn't Mm -hmm. there a clear shower curtain when you scare me? Yeah, there is. No, no, isn't the shower curtain that uh, it's opaque when I come out because you don't see me, and then right. And so you I had thought that, it, was you had that, it looks like it's clear. I thought. Hold is on, it? I have, I have. Oh, because you have, you Pull guys have up. that runner earlier on. Yeah. So we're we're shopping for a clear shower yes. curtain, and yes. then um, where is it? It is at five thirty-two. I'm just curious because it'd be funny if we uh, we happen to uh, keep the shower. Yeah, it's clear. Hold oh on. goodness! How could it? Yeah. Then how can you yeah, not we see? We bought me? it. We actually bought it. There you go. Okay. Look at that, look at that continuity. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, I got air, dude. You scared the shit out of me, and um, 
but I mean, in real life, and I think the and the character. But I, I, I obviously had a nice juicy mat behind me because I like literally flew up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's solid. And I, once again, I, Zach Braff, solid yeah, physical Zach comedy. Braff, the Zach Braff special. It's good um, stuff. I laughed yeah. when Laverne makes her own Halloween candy. <laughs> 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 she says she's dressed. First of all, she's dressed like Raggedy Ann. <laughs> and uh, and there's like this bowl of popcorn and homemade lollipops, and she says something like, "If you want name brand stuff, this fist is packed with nuts or something." Like that. <laughs> this uh, episode uh, was actually written by Tim Hobart. Yes, I believe Timmy. I was he with us uh, the first season, or he came in on second. Tim season? was not there first season, no, but he's a very funny writer. So this is his very first good. big episode. Uh, this is his first episode of the season, then. Yes. And also Mike Spiller's back as our yes. director. We like yeah. Spiller a lot. This is the as, first episode in which I read on Scrubs Wiki. Uh, this is the first episode that you're ever called Gandhi by Dr. Cox. That's interesting. Sarah's sister's actually one of the interns in this episode also. Uh, yes. When Cox is, I mean, when uh, Kelso's doing rounds in the beginning. Sarah Charles. Yes, when, when, when Kelso pulls, uh, he hates the, the costumes and he pulls some uh, cat ears off. Her, and that's Sarah's sister. Not, not her younger sister, obviously. That's her no, older not sister. Yeah, it's her older sister. Uh-huh. And then uh, I noticed that Johnny Castle uh, playing Doug, he takes off the, the clown nose and kisses it. And I remember on the day thinking that was so random and funny, but I have no idea why he does it. It's very weird. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I know exactly he what He takes the clown about. Kelso says, take that fucking costume off. And he takes the nose off and he looks at it and he gives it a little kiss before he puts it <laughs> in his pocket, which is just so weird and amazing. I don't also, know why he did it, but yeah. The scene between you and Johnny C when you win the bet is like, to me, that was just such classic scrubs because it's it's good in the in and of itself with the comedy is just hilarious, especially when you're celebrating and it right. kind of goes on, then it goes on, then it keeps going on, right. which I personally, I it's funny, then it's sort of maybe not funny, then it's really funny because you just keep doing it, you do the right. backward why, and it's just all the different beats of your comedy there, it just like right. had me laughing and I'd forgotten the scene and then and then there's, then there's that other level right. where he's the like, right. yes, and which like is what, now. that's you're what your show did so well, yeah. where it's like, yeah. you have the great comedy and that could just, on another show, that would just be enough. And then it's like, there's a hammer, a gravitas that still works. It's beautiful. You know, yeah. it ends with, ends with you like with a, like a legit serious moment considering yeah. this information. It's great. What's yeah. the matter, Joel? You just look like you freaked out about something. Uh oh. Gina Price Price would have heard a thing I did and I love her. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, let's oh. wait. What, what happened? I'm sorry. Distract. Wait, what happened? I think you're since you distracted the, the show, you're gonna have to share what happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Gina Price Blythewood is an amazing director. She directed Love and Basketball. Um, and she just has a new movie out on Netflix called Oh my gosh, The, the Old Guard. Yes, a black lady who's been working for a very long time, and I love her. She very- used to write on Felicity, like season one of Felicity, she wrote, and then she went on to that. do love. All right, but and what basketball. happened that made your face light up? Because I thought it was Tom's use of the word gravitas. <laughs> she just noted. <laughs> she just acknowledged my existence. Zach. Oh, I'm so sorry, okay. I get so excited. Oh well, congratulations. What did Thank she say? You. What she like? You're one of the articles you've written or something. Yeah, I did a pod uh, talking about the new movie, and she was like, this was so great. I was like, oh, my God, oh, that's you lovely. see me. That's awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. It's always good to be seen, well, Mama. If, don't be listen, apologetic. Don't no, ap- that's don't, great. Don't that's apologize. Great. I just want the listeners to know, from my point of view, Tom said the word gravitas, and Joelle's face lit up, and she started like doing the hand thing where you might cry. And I'm like, wow, Joelle really loves the word gravitas. <laughs> 
She had better reasons to celebrate. Joy yeah. had better reasons to celebrate. I'm glad to hear it wasn't Gravitas and uh, rather the old guard plug. That's great. That would be that would be the funniest shit ever. What? She just loves the word Gravitas. Whenever she whenever she, whenever she hears it, she has to fan her eyes. Gravitas. I love how Donald, you're bragging about have, having two singles in your wallet. You say hello, Mister. When he gives you the twenty, hello, yes. Mister. Jackson. Yes. Let me introduce you yes. to the Washington brothers. Right now, you guys get nice and acquainted and comfy <laughs> in my wallet. <laughs> in my wallet. <laughs> your dancing there was so funny, man. Yes, I had a lot of. I don't. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun doing that. I'm sure I did. It's it's really weird, you know, how things change. Because everybody did a Michael Jackson impersonation back in the day. Everybody did it. I can't recall the last time I've seen a Michael Jackson impersonation. Yeah, it's been now, a now, very, very long time. Now yeah. you probably, if we were doing the show now, you probably wouldn't be doing so many Michael Jacksons. Now, I love a, a Growing Pains shout out. Uh, for those of you who are too young to know, Growing Pains was a very popular sitcom and uh, starring Kirk Cameron. And uh, uh, when, when, I, when, when we all go to lunch, uh, I say, oh, no, I'm trying to defend Dan. Oh, no, he did he, he lives with my mom, but it's, he's got his own area. He's like Kirk Cameron when he lived yeah. above the garage with Boner. <laughs> and Kirk Cameron had a friend in the show named, named Boner, Boner. Uh, which made no sense. Why was his friend named Boner? Everyone knows what a Boner no, is. No, his, his last name was Stabone. Stabone, Stabone. And his but dad's you, name was S- Sylvester. But then you, ru- you yell out to the room, Boner? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, come on. Come on, come on everyone. Boner, on. Boner. That, it's too, too low-hanging fruit? No? Come on, okay. Boner. Speaking of Lauren, you, you, you guys didn't hear what I said. His dad's name was was Sylvester, and his last name Stabone. Sylvester Stabone. Yeah. Do you know the Growing Pains theme? Donald? Instead of Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester Stabone. Do you know the Growing Pains theme? <laughs> no, Donald? I get it. Okay, it just wasn't that funny. I guess I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious when I first heard it. The joke is, wait a second, Boner. Your dad's name is Sylvester Stabone, and then he turns back and looks at Mike and goes. Who knew? <laughs> what what, what writing. a great joke. What, what a great joke. Um, Tom, please sing the theme song for us. Donald, do what you know was, the theme song? What, Tom, Tom, you might not know this, but Donald can sing how almost every 80s theme song. If you tell me how it starts, I could sing it. Show oh, that's amazing. Me that Show, right, here we go. Show me that smile again. Show me that smile again. Okay, Zach, I got it. Don't waste oh, another shit. minute on your crying. We're nowhere near the end. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The best <laughs> is at it to begin. Oh, oh. Okay, okay, started too high. As long as, as, long we, as got we got e- each other, mm, yeah, we got the world hanging right in our hands, hey. baby, rain or shine. <laughs> Left foot, all the time. Okay, we've got each other, sharing the laughter of love. Yeah, sharing the laughter of love. <laughs> Oh. So I'm going to release an album, uh, Tom, of Donald. That's the show that did. The, that's the songs. show that did every season. They did a different version of that song. Oh, really? They yeah. also, um, at some point, they had a baby, and then they were like, "Ah, eh, the baby's boring." In next season, she's going to be five, and right. all of a sudden, they also, they <laughs> nobody, also had a, nobody a, else aged, but the baby was all of a sudden five. <laughs> they also like fostered a kid for a little bit who was young uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. That was yeah, a young, good Leo's, young Leo's first show, I believe. Well, I don't know if it was his first, but he There's was, really cute. Um, I've seen like, you know, when they, when they do like, you know, uh, you know, remember who this little boy was? I've seen like his first interview. Yeah. Where he's like, I just love being an actor and I'm just happy to be with these guys. <laughs> and it was really cute. And now 
Look at him. Donald has a little Leo crush, Tom. He comes up almost every episode. I love uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, so um, last- uh, One know, of my favorite actors of all time. One of our last episodes uh, ended with uh, Donald talking about trying to dock with him. No, no. Yeah. What? No. Wait, no, 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 Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. 
Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. All right, now we're back. Tom, we take a caller here on this show, and uh, Joelle curates them. There are zillions of people that email her and try and send her payola, uh, and she, it's, it's all. Accepts uh, all the money. She accepts yes, all she the money. She accepts Listen, all the money. Send Joelle cash. If y'all are sending money to Joelle, do it the right way. Yeah. Don't send like send send the real deal, yeah. Holyfield. Don't it's not her, her fault if you don't get picked, but yeah. money does help. But you know, cash is a little crass. What you could sell send fruit baskets. <laughs> cash is crass. Cash is crass. I don't know if anyone's ever said that before, but I'm. I'm it's a take good line. It. Cash is crass. Cash is crass. Send the woman a wine basket or uh, or some of God's lettuce. Uh, she'll take either one. OG Kush um, is preferred. OG Well, who do we Kush have today for, for the Tom Cavanaugh, um, who, uh, who's uh, America's favorite older brother? We have ER nurse Christina. Oh, Christina! Hi, Hi Christina. Hi, Christina. Hello. Hello. Where are you calling from, Christina? Houston. Houston in the house. <laughs> Christina, um, you're an ER nurse, we heard. So that means you're going to get even more respect than the average caller. We give our callers a lot of respect, <laughs> but an ER nurse gets top respect. Front line. Well, thank you. No what's it like? What's, what's it, it like, like for right you now? now? You guys are in Houston. It's uh, It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. What's the status? I, I, I think I had heard that Texas was legitimately running out of ICU beds. Yeah. I mean, we tried to ship out a critical patient the other night and couldn't get a hospital that could take him in Houston. We tried to life light him out because we didn't have a specialist for it and could not find a hospital. It's my tragic. God. Oh, my God. It's tragic. My God. And people need to hear from people like you on the front lines because I think uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, as we've talked about on the show, Donald and I uh, lost a friend. And uh, and I think people like you who are on the front lines, people like us who've lost a loved one, we're seeing it. And Dan uh, was was explaining something on the show. I thought that was really uh, – that really landed with me that me too. unless you're on the front lines and the seeing it, you can kind of live in this sort of dream world where you – you know, you're just, you know, obviously I know people are suffering, they're not working and the kids aren't in school, but it cannot, it's a little bit out of sight, out of mind. Whereas someone like you who's seeing this every single day, um, it, it must be just very, very traumatic for you. I would you say. also see what COVID does to people too. Right. And, what, and, 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 and a lot of people, that's something that Americans don't see. We don't see the, uh, what's, what's left of people after COVID has ravaged their bodies and uh and and you know wrecked habit or wrecked havoc on their organs and stuff so uh shout out it's to just you. a it's a slab in the face when we're risking our lives and then people are on here saying it's a hoax or that it's a it's just frustrating because we don't have any reason to lie about it right i know I know. By the way, we see that it's by good. the way we see that i i see even in our comments on on instagram i don't know if you saw this donald people were like uh, enough of the mask talk. You're becoming like every other show. And I, I want to like throw my fucking phone at the wall 
because I was like, our friend just died, so there's going to be some COVID talk. Wear a fucking right. mask. <laughs> right. But um, anyway, I, I, we, we thank you for uh, – for, I, I just think there's nothing more noble than, uh, than being a nurse. And, and there's extra cherry on top for doing it mm-hmm. in the ER because uh, the things you must see. And I want to thank y'all real quick for the video that y'all did with Neil Patrick Harris thanking all the healthcare workers. It did not get enough props, but it really meant something. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So let's switch to something more light since (laughs) our our main mission is to make people giggle a bit. Do you have any questions for for us about Scrubs or anything? Could be about The Flash. I don't know. (laughs) Um, My first question is, what's the craziest thing a fan has asked y'all? Oh, my gosh. Have you ever signed anyone and then they you saw them again and they were like, I turned your signature into a tattoo? Yes, I've had that. <laughs> yeah. When people get tattoos of you, is that weird? Yeah. There's yeah some, I was bit. just talking about this yesterday. Uh, there's some really weird tattoos of me out, out there. And, and also, I actually like the one. Some people have tattooed um, uh, lines from Garden State that were meaningful to them, a film I wrote. So I that, I think, is really cool because my something I came up with was – meant enough to them to to put on their body as a as a as whatever a, a, a mantra if you will but but i've seen like like the weirdest faces i've made on scrubs where i'm like you know like screaming out of fear like actually in this episode with tom where i'm like screaming out of fear and i've seen that on like someone's thigh um <laughs> Donald, I saw a tattoo of you that, as Turk that looked so nothing mean, like you. It looked nothing like me. It looked like uh, Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> You're on my back, and it looked like Charles – literally, now, you know, as a kid, I was a big fan of Charles Barkley, but it didn't look anything like me. It looked literally like Charles Barkley. Right. <laughs> the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me, I get a lot of people asking for it to eagle. Yes, that happens to you a lot because they think you're very strong and they don't know. I, mean, I, I can hold a lot of people up there. Yeah. But it's, it's, it Donald, happens. Donald, you do let a lot more people mount you than I would ever. It, listen, if you are brave enough to ask me, I will uh, most likely <laughs> oblige. Now, that most being likely. said. Oh, you shouldn't now, find that, dude. Do you know how many people are going to ask to mount you now? Fine print. He said most fine likely. Print. He said most likely. Fine print. That being said. That being then said, the fine print and Tom is like, you must be under a certain amount of weight before trying to mount Donald. Please ask Donald permission. Don't do it in front of his children or his wife will bitch slap you. <laughs> well done. The fine print is, the fine print truly is like, it has to be a special occasion. It can't just be out of nowhere. Like you walk down the street and like, let's eagle. And that's not going to happen. Right. It has to be, you know, it has to be something uh, like if I'm at a, a conference and it's, yes. you know what I mean? And they got to catch you when you're not woozy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So that's the one thing that, that's the one thing that that's pretty weird is that being asked to Eagle, it's like, really you want to jump on my back. You feel that comfortable right now to walk up to me and ask me to give you and ask and, and ask me to give you a piggyback ride. Tom, have you ever had a uh, weird fan moments? I bet some of your young flash fans have asked for something odd. I think just what you were saying earlier, I think it really tests your mettle as an actor when somebody uh, suddenly unveils a tattoo of you on them. Yeah. Because, you you know, I think the reaction they're looking for is like, oh, that's great. Wow. You know, but really your reaction is, ah! Right, yeah. <laughs> Security! <laughs> you know, and you really got to try and cover that as best you can because they've got, you know, a 
permanent ink on their body. I'm just worried they're going to regret it. I'm just worried they're going to regret it. Of course, of course. Oh, why the fuck did I get you naturally? You naturally assume they're going to regret it. You think the next day. You don't think you're going to end up seeing it ever. But yeah, of course, it's going to be a massive regret. Well, we talked before you came on, Tom, about how I'm going to get Donald on my face. Just but my Joelle, face Joelle, Joelle reminded us that I should not um, attempt to shade it in at all because um, uh-huh. we, I listened. I listened to your episode. Yeah, you listened to your that blackface. Joelle, of course. Yeah, Joelle. You guys were just, very Joelle good just, on that. Joelle just Thank came you. on in a moment of, uh, of of nervousness, being like, "Guys, guys, <laughs> we talked about this." Here's the voice. Here's the voice of reason. Please listen to the voice I, of reason. I, I assured Joelle that it would be, be solely an outline of his beautiful face. How many people have sent you an apple teeny in the bar? Oh, oh, that's a very good question. Um, that's happened a bunch. I gotten sent a lot of apple teenies. They don't. Um, I don't. You drink don't like them. apple teenies. Yeah, just be honest. <laughs> it's very sweet. It's sugar. I, I, I don't. I mean, I understand it if you're if you're young or if you're I, I, if you're out for a night and you want to have a funny cocktail. But I just think that if you you shouldn't get drunk on them because they are so filled with sugar. Headache galore um, the next day. Yeah. Uh, I'm one of the owners of a restaurant in New York uh, that I'll give a plug to now called uh, the Mermaid Oyster Bar. And which street is the Mermaid? It's it's 79 McDougal. If you'd like to check it out when the world reopens, but uh, they sell. Do they serve oysters at this oyster bar? Yes, they have 16 different types of oysters. Oh wow! I love that you just said. Do they serve oysters at this oyster bar? <laughs> he was trying to. He's trying to see if it was legit. No, oh, it is no, legit. No, he was being, serve a, good, he's so being a good. He's being a good friend and trying to be like, tell us more about this. Uh, nice. Oh, you probably want to know about our lobster roll, Donald. Do you have a lobster roll? Oh, we have the best lobster roll in Manhattan. I'll tell you that right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Seventy nine. Wait a second. My point was is that the, the owner told me that he's like, Do you have any idea why people keep coming in and ordering apple teenies? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, I don't know, but can you make them? He's like, No, we're not making apple teenies. So just people just tell your fans to stop ordering apple teenies. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, when we were younger, they were tasty though. I don't know. Do you like them, Christina? Uh, a little sweet for me. <laughs> yeah, sweet. All right, do you have another question for us, Christina? Um, so a Scrubs one, what is your most memorable scene that you filmed? Ooh, oh, heavy wow. question. Good question. Wow. Well, um, Tom, well, Tom can go first because he's the guest. Yeah, <laughs> he's got less to think I, about I, uh, because he's only did six no, or so episodes. It, it's easy. That. It was just, uh, you know, I loved almost every scene we did for comedy. There was one where the three of us were. Um, fart buddies go- where we did the fart stuff yeah we were no. goofing around in the thing and then we had to you, we were eating breakfast and then we had to go I had to go to the bathroom and it just became this long running I'll be in there for one minute two minutes five minutes ten minutes one minute um, <laughs> and then the other one was just the John Ritter uh, stuff to have been like uh, a part of that with, with you guys was uh, you know it was uh, it was meaningful certainly the bathtub scene the bathtub scene was a little <laughs> Less fun than you might expect. <laughs> so at one point, John C. Riley is like, "By now, you're sitting in what amounts to probably eighty percent of your own urine." And I think that was probably closer to the truth. So less fun, but uh, at the same time, you know, you—it's one thing that I hear a lot, you know, the, about the Captain Bubble Beer or whatever the heck it, it was called. Anyway, go, you guys, that's enough. Now you've had enough time. I've stalled well enough, I feel, yeah. and now you guys have the tarmac okay, ready to Donald, talk about you your best first. shows. Well, we, we, um, we, we answered something similar to this uh, recently, but I wonder if it's the same answer for you, Donald. Go ahead. Well, the Star Wars Oh, scene, yeah. You're right. Uh, also, uh, getting the opportunity to do an Indiana Jones situation in someone's mm. colon. 
was a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> Doing the whole opening to Raiders of the Lost Ark inside of someone's colon. A lot yeah. of fun. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, to be honest with you, one of my favorite scenes is a song. But Zach and I singing Everything Comes Down to Poo right. still to this day is one of my, like I watch that uh, with a smile and I can't watch a lot of the things that I do, but that's one thing that I've done where I'm like, that was, that was fucking a great time shooting that. Yeah. One of my favorite times was rappelling across the, the fake city street on the Universal Backlot yes. on the episode where Donald and I go on a quest to find Molly, uh, Heather Graham's character. Mm. Uh-huh. And uh, we rappel across the street and then nail the wall and I fall into a bunch of garbage. And then I get up and she looks at me and I act like I, I'm surprised to see her. And I go, Molly, what are you doing here? That was just the most fun because, you know. Do you remember how you got the... To rappel across the rope, which I you pulled to- your shirt off of you. <laughs> no, you pulled my gown off of me. I Did I have your- a gown on it, or was it a shirt? It was a hospital gown. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was you hospital. Off and I go, and I go. <laughs> yeah, I pull it off, and you gasp, and then you're shirtless, and then I turn it. I turn. I turn into a thing to rappel across the street, and then and then I go Molly, and she goes, "What are you doing here?" And then all of a sudden, you just see Donald in the background drop down into frame naked. <laughs> so that was just so fun because you know we didn't always. Yeah, as I've said before on the podcast, that episode was like so epic. We didn't always do episodes that were that big. And there we were like taking over the universal backlot uh, to do that scene. And, and I was directing and and uh, it was just funny. I remember just laughing my ass off that, that, that night. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots but they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacoba's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacobas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. Only at Tacovas.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. 
If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. All right. Well, we got to go because our show's going so incredibly long. But Christina, <laughs> thank you, and, from, and, and in all sincerity, thank you so much for for what yes, you do and for, for, for being for being thank on you. the front lines for us. Can I yes. just get y'all to give a quick shout out to two of my best friends that are super jealous right now? Of course, sure, absolutely. Uh, Preston and Nikki. Yo, Preston, Nikki, <laughs> it's Donald Faison, and <laughs> oh, I'm Zach Braff, <laughs> <laughs> and. Zach Braff. Oh, and Tom Cavanaugh. Oh, Kavanaugh. sorry. And Tom Cavanaugh. Preston Nicky. <laughs> what's happening, y'all? I, 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 what's happening, y'all? What's happening? Bye, Preston and Nikki, and bye, Christina. Thank you so much. Take care, Thank Christina. you. Thank you, Christina. Thank now, listen, it's not beneath us at Scrubs to do a fart joke every now and then. And uh, in this but episode- But your family loves to fart. The yes. Dorians love to fart, dude. This is true. All, by the way, we were we were we were we were lucky enough to have the late uh, John Ritter do a fart joke on uh, on the show before he passed away, and now we have the great Tom Cavanaugh uh, honoring us with a fart joke. We we, we sprinkle them around. That was your, <laughs> your, your <laughs> sprinkle them around is a good analogy. <laughs> your reaction is tremendous. It's like it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it's a man who can't escape. It's everywhere. Oh, it is so horrible though when when someone um, is flatulent in a car and you don't have control of the window. Isn't it just a horrible, horrible moment of life? I think an airplane is worse, but yes. Oh, airplane that, you don't oh. know the person because you don't know who and no one takes credit for it no one, no, no one one's staring for everybody's staring straight ahead and it's there's like, that uh, awkward moment on a plane where you're like you don't want anyone to think it's you so yeah, you so have like, to react you have to go oh jeez I always put right. my t-shirt over my nose so people know like oh he's reacting it's clearly not him right <laughs> it's just like when you go into the bathroom after somebody took a shit and on the airplane. Yeah. And then you got to come out and face all yep. the people. I'm sure we've talked about we this We have. Before. We talked about that horrible thing. And especially when you're in the public eye, you don't want someone to be like, dude, I was on a plane and Tom Cavanaugh crushed the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, you're thinking like, no, mother effer, that was the guy before me. <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know if I'd be that upset, but okay. Yeah. I have anxiety about when I go into a, a bathroom and it's been just rocked and then I come out and I'm like, I didn't do that. That was someone before me. I don't. Way, I, I think I, we should use. This I have an anxiety about public restrooms. Period, dude. Yeah. Do you like, put paper? Put, you put toilet paper down on the seat. Listen, man. We could go to the movies. The whole family. Back when going to the movies was a thing, we'd be at the movie theater. If I and the movie could be five minutes away from starting. If I feel even the slightest bit of a bubble in my guts, Ooh. we're going home. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not shitting at a movie theater. Your poor kids. What do they do? They they, they could cry on the way home. <laughs> You brought your kids home because you had to poop. Listen, we I remember I remember one time going to a club and getting to the club and being at the club and uh you know about to dance and it was <laughs> lit that night and feeling a bubble in my guts and being like, you know what, I'm going home. Oh. At restaurants. <laughs> so you never poo in food. public. You never poo in public. I try my hardest not to poo in public. I have a phobia of it. It's uh I don't know, man. Uh, Do you keep I, your I, outings to a concentric circle where you can make the getaway if you have to? No, there's been times where I was like, yo, we, you, I got to do something. We got to do something. Do you have friends? It's just something about a public, <laughs> a public restroom is. Yeah, I used to have that for, for when some I was, reason. When I, was I a kid. can't do it. When I was a oh. kid, I had it. I got over it. But one thing I can't do is if, if it were in the men's room and there's, and there's a line of stalls. I cannot poo if someone else is 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 in the stall. Uh, I have to wait until the stalls are empty. You don't. Want I can't them to hear sit you. next. I me. I'm. I'm I just you can't sit next to, to you. that. But also, I can't sit next to the person and they're like farting and <laughs> and you hear them like. Mm, mm. <laughs> I can't. It's too uncomfortable for me. What are they doing? Ooh, ooh, they're pushing hard. <laughs> 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 you got to hand it to them for their effort. You know, well, yeah, they really, yeah. they really have to go. You know, I don't want to be that guy, man. I've been, I've been in the bathroom where an, uh, another man did that, and I was a kid. I was very young, and it was me, and we were doing a commercial. It was a basketball commercial. Mm, what? Yeah, it was a basketball commercial. I'm already talk, jealous. I know. You. We should talk about basketball. You have to come back on because we need to okay. talk about our NBA Entertainment League days and all mm-hmm. that stuff, Tom. Mm-hmm. Well, we're we have a lot Tom of good on. stories. Tom, will you already, since, we, since you're- I accept. Fan, I accept. Okay, awesome. Awesome. You I already accept. come back. You, Joel, awesome. you heard this, Dan. You heard this, right? Yes. So I was invited. Right. So yeah. that's what the, it's, that's it's what those daily texts are going to be. Now, it's now, on and now, now, You'll be back. You'll be back. But we were filming a basketball commercial and- I was very young, and one, but I wasn't young enough where my parents had to be there. But there was one kid who was very young, and his dad had to be there. And his dad would play basketball. We were playing like we were all doing this, you know, uh, uh, the commercial. So we were all playing like full courts on other basketball courts, and we would play with his dad too. And we, I remember going to the bathroom, me and a bunch of other dudes. We were going to take a leak, and the dad was in the bathroom and was having a real hard time. Uh, pooping, mm-hmm. like the stuck. type of shit, it like the no, like the type of stuff where it's like, oh god, oh. damn, <laughs> oh, oh. Man. oh man, oh shit, why, oh. why, why? You like know what? That, it's always like... bad when someone yells why. Was <laughs> happy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there, there goes the corn. That's the corn. That's the oh, corn. Okay, you don't yeah. have to say corn. People are might be eating when they listen to this. Okay, we'll <laughs> cut that out. We'll cut out the corn. Part. No, I want to leave it. I like. Okay, like all right. Anyway, my point is, I remember when he came out of the bathroom, the shame on his poor son's face because we were like, "Yo, your dad's oh, no. in there blowing it up." <laughs> and I think that's where my phobia comes from. 
Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. When I was a kid, my mom took me into the the stall with her. You know, I was of an age where she was you know, obviously not leaving me alone. And uh, a woman was really farting a lot as she was going poo. And then we came out to the sinks and I apparently turned to the woman and pointed and went, Mom, that's the lady who was farting. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> my mom says, like, to this day, that's the most embarrassing moment of her life. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Um, the, Kelso's Kel- the gorilla. Kelso's the gorilla. By the way, Donald, I literally looked Spoiler down at my alert. notes. I looked down at my notes and saw. I thought that was a really funny reveal. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. Do you think Ken was ever in the suit? Oh, I don't know. That's a great question. That is ask. a great question. Let's um, ask Bill that one. Let's put right. Bill on it. Uh, let's ask Bill because, Bill, I'm sure you want to say hi to the Tom Cavanaugh. And, um, you know, I did notice some of the fans were were missing you and you're sabotaging our show by yelling the secret numbers. So, Bill, um, was Ken Jenkins ever in the gorilla suit? And also say hi to Tom Cavanaugh. Bill? Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? Um, question number to Ken Jenkins in that gorilla suit. I seem to recall, this is what I love about Ken, that, you know, trying to be respectful of actors. I was like, of course, Ken, if you want to be the guy in the suit, you know, we, and I think he cut me off and said, Bill, if it's not going to, you're not going to see me, I don't care if I'm ever in that gorilla suit. <laughs> so I do not think Ken Jenkins was ever in that thing. Um, pretty sure. Uh, and uh, I respect him more for it. Also, gotta say, man, uh, not only one of my favorite guest stars on the show, but an all-time good buddy, Tom Cavanaugh. Hello, sir. Oh, hi. Tommy, how you doing, man? Uh, I don't mean to uh, steal this podcast, but it has been way too long since we've seen each other. It's been a, it's got to be at least like four, like five or six or seven or eight months. Five, six, seven, eight. Uh, no, thank you. Of course, what a dick this guy is. Turn it off, Dan. Season Two. Dan. Get a new. You need a new trick trying to hijack our show. You know, speaking of tricks, the janitor never does his trick. Do you I, know was, I was asking. I was about to ask that. It's what a the... writing. It's a writing flaw, Bill. Sorry. What was since that you, about? Since you just tried to hijack our show by saying the numbers, I will tell you, even though now you can't reply, that uh, yeah, you're fucked <laughs> up. Or Tim Hobart. <laughs> Tim Hobart Tim fucked, fucked up. Somebody Tim Hobart fucked up. Why yeah. do you lay in that the janitor's going to do a trick and he never does? I think it's a mislead for him being in the gorilla suit, but but he's he's like twice Ken's height, so that doesn't really work. Just saying. Um, do you want to talk about how great it was to have Tom Cavanaugh on the podcast? Dude, you have to come back. You already said you will. Uh, I'm in. I, I'm going to okay. force your hand. That was a, that, have, that was a classic we, misplay on your two guys' parts. You guys, you guys are like, hey, Tom, come back. I was like, He's obsessive. Joel's going to be like, he. all he does is email me. He's like, uh, this episode? He's, hey, he's just come yeah, back, no, come back. Can, can, I, can I come back? Dude, love we, uh, back. we have some stories, you and I. Uh, we've played a lot of basketball together. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the next time you're on, next we'll talk episode. about that. You guys will yeah. talk sports ball. Yeah, you and, can go uh, grab a tea and we'll like yeah. uh, we'll talk hoops will, and then you can I, come back 10 minutes later. Come back. I will just put on Dear Evan Hansen and listen <laughs> yes. the whole time. And you guys will wave on the Zoom call when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, great. seriously, man. We love you. You're great. Uh, and, I'm uh, so happy to be uh, part of this. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm grateful. No, thank you. Thank you. And thank you to Daniel and Joel and uh, and Donald. Do you want to lead you, us Zach. in song? I love you, Donald Faison. I love what? you, Zach Braff. 
And we love you listeners. Thank you for listening and uh, for being uh, uh, amazing and subscribe to this and and uh, what else? Uh, email Joel, a scrubs iHeart at gmail.com. And uh, that's it, right, Don? That is absolutely to the five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's the stories that you all should know. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O. V-A-S.com and point your toes west. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, and Lee Bogan and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now.